Thank you for joining us for the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We are located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're so glad you've tuned in. We pray that today's message is truly a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll-free at 1-888-776-1238. Today, Youth Pastor Antoine Jackson shares the message, Devil, You Can't Stop This. Lord today. There's a word from the Lord today. So as we celebrate our triannual theme, this year the Lord has given our senior pastor a triannual theme. The theme is to consecrate, to elevate, and to celebrate. We are celebrating 60 years of ministry, by the way. Come on, we can give God a praise. 60 years of ministry. Thank you to the late, great Bishop A.C. Jackson, we always give honor to you. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be able to stand here. Thank you for all that you do. But God has given me a word for the church. God has given me a word for the church. As we celebrate from resurrection to Pentecost, God says, it's a blessing in the transitional period. So we celebrated our Savior being risen from the dead. And we're going to celebrate on Pentecost Sunday the Holy Ghost coming to the New Testament church. But in the, in the midst of that transition, God says, I want to give you a word of encouragement, church. You, the body of Christ, we need to be encouraged sometime too, amen. It's good to, to preach to the non-believers and go out and speak to the Gentiles and the, and, and, and the Sadducees and the, all these different people, you know. But God says sometimes we need to speak to our own people, amen. And I believe that this time is to speak to the church. Matthew, go with me if you got your Bibles, if you got your tablets, you got your iPhones, Androids, whatever device that you have, the Bible uh, app, or if you need it, we will have it on the screen behind me. Matthew, the 16th chapter. Go to Matthew 16, verse 18 through 19. Reading from a familiar passage of scripture. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. This passage of scripture is often uh, mentioned several times. You hear uh, preachers as myself, uh, uh, my uncle, my father, any preacher that you might hear, we, we often quote this in just, you know, our messages or we preach from this text. A pastor has preached from this text several times. Uh, pastor Matt, uh, he was down my message and he said last week, Bishop Freeman was down his message. So that means that we all lined up in the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's how I take that. But this is a familiar passage of scripture. Matthew, the 16th chapter, the 18th verse and the 19th verse. Just two verses I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it reads, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And this is where the subject comes from. This next clause, it says, and all, look at your neighbor, say all. The powers of hell will not, let me say that again to get on the devil nerves, will not conquer it. 
And it concludes this text. Jesus tells Peter and the disciples who were listening, he says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. One translation says, whatever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosened in heaven. If you go, may the Lord have a blessing to the reading and the hearing of this holy word. If you go to verse 18 with me, go to verse 18 with me. That last clause, this is where our subject is going to come from today. Pastor Mac, as I was studying this and God gave me a word for the church, and he took me to this clause. He said, Twan, focus on that last clause right now because that would tell you everything you need to know and tell the people of God to encourage them, let them know I have never abandoned them. He says, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. One translation says, and the gates of hell will not prevail against thee. All the powers of hell will not conquer it. By the way, I need you to do me a favor. I need you for this subject to reach deep, deep down. I need you to pull every Holy Ghost fiber you have inside of you, on the inside of you. If you don't have it, then you're going to have it at the end of this service. Amen. <laughs> and I need you to help me speak this subject into the atmosphere because we about to put the enemy on notice. Amen. All right. Repeat after me, by the way. Say, devil, you can't stop this. Oh, I need you to speak to some demons in your life and say, demon, you can't stop this. Oh, you may be seated in the presence. Oh, give God a praise. Grandma, 60 years, and we still standing here and declaring that devil, you can't stop us. 60 more years, my children going to stand behind this sacred desk and say, daddy, devil couldn't stop this. Because we know we serve a mighty God. How many people know we serve a good God? Amen. 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 In today's message, we have a special word of encouragement for the church. When I speak about the church, I'm not speaking about the organization. When I speak about the church, I'm not really talking about Bible way. When I speak about the church, I am talking about the people of God, the organism, the body of Christ. Church, the God we serve is able to deliver us from all the enemy plans, desires, and evil intent. I'm speaking to somebody in here. I said, the Lord we serve. Not some Buddha, not some other uh, uh, God, not no little G-O-D, but the big G-O-D. The God we serve is able to deliver us from the enemy's plans, desires, and evil intent. Look at your neighbor and say, devil, you can't stop this. See, there's a biblical story in the Bible in the book of Daniel. In the book of Daniel, it talks about three Hebrew boys. 
These three Hebrew boys were, Hebrew names were Ananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. But when they got captured into Babylon by the evil king Nebuchadnezzar, he changed their name to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We know about these three Hebrew boys. They were the one of the uh, four of the three, they were three of the four, excuse me, brightest boy who were taken by Nebuchadnezzar. The other one was Daniel. But these three Hebrew boys found so much favor when they got captured and going into Babylon that they became the leaders of the providence of Babylon. And one day, this evil tyrant of the king decided that being the king wasn't enough. He decided that not only did he want to be his subject's king, but he wanted to be his subject's God. So he decided to make this golden statue of himself and, and order a king's decree that everybody under the providence, everybody under his rule must at a certain time bow down and worship him. But see, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego knew that the foundation that they was raised on, they knew that Moses came from the mountaintop and came down with those tablets. And he came down and said, the first, very first commandment was what? Do not put no other God before me. So this evil king made this decree and he made this law. He said, if anybody doesn't worship this golden statue, they will be immediately thrown into the fiery furnace. And then when he found out that it was one of his leaders, he asked them, is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, will y'all not do what the king decree? In Daniel, the third chapter, the 16th verse, look what it says that we have it for you on the screen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, pleading, he says, oh Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. This is a word for you, church. Stop defending yourself before men. Why are you trying to defend yourself? If you say God be for you, who can be against you? Stop trying to defend yourself before men. Look at the next verse, verse 17, what it says. He says, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve, oh, somebody catching it. I said, the God whom we serve is able to rescue us from your power. I'm speaking to somebody. I said, the God that you serve is able to deliver your mind. The God that you serve is able to deliver your family. The God that you serve is able to put your marriage back together. The God that you serve is able to fix your finance. The God that you serve is able to heal your body. We know that our God is able. How many people know that God, God is able? Don't let the enemy fool you. Don't let the enemy make you go against your faith. See, the enemy will have you to bow down and worship them, but you stand ten toes down as Meshach, uh, Shadrach, and Abednego said, even if you throw us in the fire, even if you throw me in the fire, I'm still going to be good. Even if you throw bullets at me, I'm still going to be good. Even if you throw arrows at me, I'm still going to be good. You can talk about me like a dog. You can tell everything everybody about me but what you do to me does not matter because the God that be for me is for me and it don't matter what you do he is able he is able don't let nobody tell you your kids are too far gone no my kids aren't too far gone they right where they supposed to be and I know my God is able the same way that God can take me out of the furnace the same way that God gonna take my family member out of the furnace the same way that God can deliver me from my desire or from my sickness the same way he gonna deliver you from your sickness God is able see the devil wants us 
to be unmotivated. See, in today's society, society they would like for us to do, to be, become distracted. And the devil would love nothing more than for us as believers to lose our faith in God during the most difficult times in our lives. See, Job said it like this, Yo, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. Yes, you may try to throw things at me to knock me off my God, but off my God, but at the end of the day, God is still in control. God is in control. Man is not in control. We having a lot of things in society today. We having a, a young six-year-old who let a ball fall into their neighbor's yard be shot dead. Y'all heard about the story in North Carolina? A six-year-old playing with a ball went into the neighbor's yard and the neighbor shot him dead. We had a 16-year-old rang the wrong doorbell and got shot in the head. But I don't know about you, but I heard the CNN story, and, they, and the, the, the grandma was on the interview. She said, that what, what that devil didn't know, and she said it just like, what that devil didn't know is that my baby has a praying grandma. Oh, you can't tell me what prayer won't do. See, that, that enemy thought that he was going to take him out. But he didn't know that he has a praying grandma. And the Bible says that the prayers of the righteous avail of much. I don't know about you, but I need about 20 people to know that they praying for their babies. Praying for their loved ones. Praying for their spouse. Praying for their brothers. Praying for their sisters. Praying for your niece. Praying for your nephew. Praying for your grandbaby. All you got to do is walk by them and say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. You are the head and not the tail. You will be mighty man of God. You will be a mighty woman of God. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You are more than a conqueror. See, what you meant for evil, God is going to turn it around for your good. So he meant evil. He tried to take the boy out. Now the boy that don't raise over $4 million on the gun GoFundMe, and now he got a full ride to wherever college he want to go to. Oh, you can't tell me what God is not capable of. God can do what man can't do. Amen? Church family, life can be like a heavy weight or heavy burden. Life can be so difficult at times. I, I know it. I, I know that life sometimes feels like you just want to give up. Like, just feel like, I just can't take it no more, God. It's just things are not going the way it's supposed to go. But today, God is about to upgrade somebody's situation. Oh, I'm, I'm speaking in prophetically in somebody's life right now. I said, yeah, yesterday was hard. But today, Starting today, God says that I'm about to upgrade your situation. God says I'm about to break some chains. God says I'm about to perform a miracle just for you. 
God says, I'm about to take that 20 year of issue just like I took it from the woman with the issue of blood. And all you got to do is touch my garment. And see, we don't have to touch them physically. We can touch them in the spirit realm. All you got to do is reach your hands up to the heaven. Say, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I need. I need Jesus and nobody else because God can do the impossible. But the Bible tells us that, that God uh, uh, told Peter, he said, his name was Simon. It's a, he said, Simon, Simon. In Luke 22, the 31, chapter 32, uh, 32nd verse, he says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you as wheat. I, 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 spoke, I spoke to 8 o'clock and told this morning, just because you saved don't, don't mean the devil is going to stop attacking you. Matter of fact, the devil wants you, the closer you get to Jesus, amen, they was close to Jesus. And Jesus recognized that in Luke, the 22nd chapter, 31st verse, 32nd verse. But look what Jesus says. Jesus said, but I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith shall fail not. Church, we can't lose our faith in these troubling times. Church, we can't stop praying in these troubling times. The more the world get crazy, the more we have to pray. The more the world gets to acting on food, we got we to gotta turn up our Holy Ghost even more. That's why when Anthony was up here and say, you just got to give God a praise. Sometimes we got to give God our proactive praise. Stop being reactive to everything. Don't wait till something bad happens for you to shout. You need to get on your feet right now and say, God, you know what? I'm going to give you a praise right now for something that I don't even know what's going to happen. Because, you know, it says, it says that God will protect us from dangers seen and unseen and, and listen, to, listen to this even if it happens I'm going to still give God my best praise because just like Job as we talked about Job earlier the devil had a meeting in the heavens and, and, and he asked he said God asked him has you considered my servant Job he said yeah but you got this edge of protection over him nobody can't touch him he said okay go ahead take all that stuff you want but guess what you can't take his life so it don't matter. The devil will try to take things away from you. But God says your life he will never take. Amen. As it relates to your health, by the way, God is about to put all sickness on notice. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody right here. Let me speak about that in my house. I said, in my house, I'm telling the devil, right, devil, you can't stop this. We are declaring the decree right now that God is about to put every sickness, every uh, 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 infirmity, everything that is keeping us down. God says, I'm about to put it on it. He said, by his stripes, you are already healed. I need about five people to understand that that sickness that's in your body, all you need to do is lay hands on yourself and say, Lord Jesus, by your stripes is already here. I am healed from anything. I'm healed of diabetes. I am healed from cancer. I am healed from uh, depression. I am healed. As it relates to your family, I hear God say, it's time to uproot some generational issues. Oh, we about to uproot some generation. I don't care if your uh, granddaddy was an alcoholic. You not going to be an alcoholic. I don't care if your mama was on crack. You not going to smoke crack. I don't care if your auntie was a weed head and she was smoking around you ever since you were sick. The devil is a liar. 
You will not be what your generational issues tend want us to be. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what the psychologists say. I'm going to go to my psychologist. We say, I'll book you next week because right now this is God's time. Amen. The devil can't stop this as it relates to the church. As it relates to the church, I hear God saying, no weapon formed against us, church, will not work. It's going to be forces. It's going to be demonic witches and warlocks and all that's trying to come again. It's going to be people in the very building we in. That is not, because remember I said the church is the people. This building is not the church. The church is the people. It's going to be people that come through these sacred walls, but we here to declare and decree that no weapon formed against us will not work. You may take your best shot, but go ahead and take your best shot. I'm still here. Amen. Go ahead and try to your best to destroy me, but I'm still here. It don't matter what you do to me. God is still on my side because the devil wants us to be defeated but God is exalted the devil is defeated but we are not defeated amen 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 let us go to our text let us go to our text go with me to the text for the day go with me to the text this is Matthew the 16th chapter I really want you to go to the text because I want you to follow along as much as, as you can. You can read the whole chapter to get this full context full context uh, when you get some spare time. But I want to put this in its, in its context so you can understand how we get to uh, uh, the verse that says that the gates of hell should not prevail against us and how the devil cannot stop us, the church, when God has ordained us for great things. In today's text... I would like to examine what some theologians describe as the first reference to the New Testament church. Some theologians describe this particular exchange between uh, Jesus and Peter and the disciples as the first reference to the New Testament church. The book of Matthew is one of four gospels uniquely written to introduce us to Jesus and his purpose on earth. Matthew was a Jewish tax collector who became one of Jesus' disciples. See, we all had a past. We all didn't stand up here with a clergy caller or the deacon badge. You know what? Everybody who Jesus had around him had a past. It's no coincidence that Jesus never got any of the Pharisees or the Sadducees or any of the religious leaders to be his disciples. Because Jesus wanted ordinary people just like me and you to disseminate the New Testament church. Don't let anybody tell you that your past is too strong or your past is too messy and your past is too flawed that for you can serve God. I don't care what you did in the past. Guess what? What you did in the past is the past. What you are now is a child of God. And what you are now is a mighty man and a mighty woman of God. Don't let, let them bring up the Facebook memories. Yeah, that was me. Yep, that, yep, I was there. But you can't bring up nothing now. What I was don't mean what I am and what I'm going to be. 
Yeah, you talking about what I was, but that person don't live there no more. Why are you checking for me then? Check for me now and see all this Holy Ghost that's inside of me now. And I will speak to that demon that's inside of you. And I will tell you, you need to come out of what you coming out of. Because I'm a new creature. Amen. That was then. Enjoyed the memory, but I'm enjoying the presence. Amen. The memory is for you. The present is for me. And the future is for my family. Amen. 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 The God, this gospel, this particular gospel in Matthew forms the connection link between the Old Testament and the New Testament because of its emphasis on the fulfillment of prophecy. This was a very uh, particular uh, text of the old uh, of the gospel because it connected it connected Old Testament with New Testament and it had an emphasis on the prophecy chapter 16 chapter 16 it begins with the religious leaders of that time demanding a miraculous sign from Jesus to prove his authority that's just like religion always wanting us to prove facts over faith we don't operate with facts. I tell all my, my you know, so-called, you know, atheist friends that I be on Clubhouse. Y'all probably don't know nothing about that app, but it's, a, it's an audio app that I be arguing with the atheists and then the non-believers and stuff. They be like, prove that your Jesus is real. I say, I don't got to prove nothing to you because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So even if I was to prove it to you, you wouldn't even believe it. But you know how I can prove it to them? I, I, I know how I can prove it to myself, not to them. I look back over my life how I used to be, and now I am now. And that's all I need to know. I, I, the miraculous sign I need to know is the transformation in my life. I remember coming to uh, the pastor house late, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, tipping and dipping and doing all whatever. Now I come at a reasonable time, and I go home at a reasonable time. Amen? Because transformation is all I need. That's my proof. So, so they tried to get Jesus to prove his authority. Jesus in the text, again, in this chapter 16, I'm just, I'm just um, going verbatim. I'm not putting no uh, uh, verses to it. Jesus rebuked these religious leaders and went about his way. Church, let me tell you this. Rebuke people and then keep it moving. See, God don't want us to da-da-da harp on. You no. Know, if they try us, all we do is rebuke them in the name of Jesus in a kind, godly, Christian type of way. Amen. I don't want to get you in trouble in your job this week. Pastor Antoine told me to rebuke you. No. No. I didn't say that. Rebuke and go about your way. Because at the end of the day, you have God on your side. You have the truth on your side. Jesus, uh, uh, in, the, in the text, after he rebuked the religious leaders, the Bible says that him and the disciples crossed over to the other side of the lake. These disciples, now that they crossed over with Jesus, began to argue amongst themselves about bread that they forgot to bring for themselves to eat. Jesus find him, found himself rebuking, though, uh, rebuking his disciples because they were focusing on things that did not matter to the kingdom of heaven. Now, we talked about the outside. Let's talk about us. Let's re-examine uh, re ourselves. Church, we got to stop 
focusing on things that does not matter to the kingdom of God. It don't matter if we fill up the sanctuary or it don't matter if it's five people in the sanctuary. It don't matter these different protocols and stuff. As long as people saying, what must I do to become saved? As long as we're seeing people being healed from sick, as long as we're seeing people being transformed from whatever uh, uh, infirmities or whatever uh, uh, shortcomings they have, as long as we're doing the Lord's work, that's what we should be focused on. Jesus had to rebuke the religious leaders, but more important, listen, he had to rebuke the people who was close to them because they were forgetting what their purpose was. They was forgetting what their purpose was. Jesus had to remind the disciples, y'all fighting over a little crumb of bread. Weren't you just with me a couple weeks ago? And excuse my, you know, uh, uh, urban vernacular as I, I, I translate this Bible. But he said, hey, look, bro, you, we, was with, we was together just two weeks ago when I fed 5,000. With only five loaves of bread and two pieces of fish, you were with me when I performed that ministry. And y'all arguing over crumbs. Why do we concern ourselves over the, the 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 small when God says I'm about to enlarge your territory? Focus on me. Focus on me. All this sets up the full context for today's message. Jesus wanted us to know. And listen to my heart, by the way, and I'm, and I'm saying this out of love. Jesus wants us to know that religion was never the answer. Religion is never the answer, but the power of God through his one and only begotten son. Jesus rather us have a relationship with him versus a religion with him. We can do religion very well. We can come to church every Sunday, every Tuesday. We can go to prayer on Tuesdays at 6. We can do noonday prayer on Wednesday. We can do online prayer on Thursday. We can wake up again on Saturday and do it at 7 a.m. with the men. Come back to church and praise God and still can't speak to those demons that live right beside you. Because you are religious and you have no relationship with God. See, when you have a relationship with God, you can speak to things as they're supposed to be spoken to. You can say, no, you're not coming in this house like that. You need to go on about your way until you get yourself together, and that demon will flee. And it will come back right because you have power. You have the Holy Ghost power. So as we transition into our text, text, let's see. What Jesus says in verse 14, go with me. We still in chapter 16, go to verse 14, where it says this. Jesus asked his disciples, who do people believe me? He was talking about himself to be. In verse 14, in verse 14, they said, well, they replied, some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. And others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then Jesus asked them, but who do you say I am? Church, who do we say he is? Who do we call him by his name? Peter, yes, Peter. Peter, the one Peter that they call him, what, the cussing Peter? They said Peter had a bad tongue. Amen. Said Peter was the one that chopped off the guard's ear. Peter, the one that denied Jesus three times. See, yeah, that was Peter flaws, but we're going to talk about how Peter stood and gave God the proper uh, uh, acknowledgement he was supposed to give right then and there. Amen. Peter being the first, Peter was the first to respond. 
He was speaking to all of them. He didn't, he didn't call out Peter specifically and say, Peter, you tell me who I am. He, was, he, he made it an open-end question. But Peter was the first to respond. He says uh, in verse 16, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Son of the living God. This is key. Now in verse uh, 18 and 19 should help us understand why we have the authority to tell the devil he can't stop us, the church, from doing our father's business. Verse 18, go to verse 18. Look what Jesus' response to Peter after Peter basically told Jesus what he exactly wanted, what, what he wanted them to say, what he wanted the revelation for them to understand. Because see, Jesus was testing them. That's why he said, who do people say I am? He asked first, he said, what, what do the peanut gallery say I am? He really, didn't, he really didn't care about their opinion. He was seeing, you know, he was just trying to, and, and we know Jesus knew, he was just trying to test them, see, okay, what, what are y'all talking about? Then he, added, then he turned on, he said, who do you say I am? And then Peter told him, you, you, you are the Messiah. But then Jesus, after Peter answered this, uh, Jesus gave Peter the authority. He gave him the power. Look what he said in verse 18. He said, now I say to you that you are Peter. See, and in text, if you look at the text, look at the text. It was In verse 16, it says Simon Peter. Now God says, now I say it to you, uh, say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. For all my builders in the house, we know that in order to build a good house or a good foundation, you need something solid. You need to be a rock solid. We can't afford not to be rock solid in 2023, church. We have to be rock solid. We got to make sure that we standing on God and God alone. You can't be wavering in your faith right now because, see, the devil wants you to be distracted. The devil wants you to throw you off your guard. The devil wants you to question God because uh, all these things are going on. But you got to be rock solid like Peter and, and, and upon this rock, God said, I will build my church. This is God's church. You are God's people. You don't belong to Bible Way. You belong to Jesus. You don't belong to the world. You belong to Jesus. Why are you letting the world dictate your happiness? Why are you letting the church run you away from the building? If you run away from the building because church people hurt you, then you weren't in it for the right reasons. Again, you don't have to worry about nobody hurting you because Jesus would never hurt you. Jesus would never let, he said, and upon this rock, I will build my church. But this is where the subject comes from. And, and, and we're going to focus in on this. He said, and all the powers of hell. Whew. I love when God put these particular words, Elder Fred. He didn't say one power. He didn't say a power. He didn't say one demon. He said all the powers of hell will not conquer it. I need you to pick yourself up this week and remind yourself that, yeah, what happened to me, it hurt. Yeah, you hurt my feelings. Yeah, you hurt my pride. Yeah, I feel down. But God says all the powers of hell will not conquer you. I'm here to speak to somebody. I need about 10 people to understand that we have the power to break every chain. 
Oh, I'm speaking to somebody right now. I said you have the power to break the chain of depression. You have the power to break the uh, chain of, of, uh, of suicide. You have the power to break the chain of generational curse. You have the power to break the chain of sickness. God says that you have the power to break every chain. We have the power to break every generational barrel. We have the power to do the exceedingly. We have the power to speak life. We have the power not to die. We have the power to save our family. Church, I just need about 10 people that understand what I'm saying. I just need about 10 people. Give me this mic right here. I need about 10 people to understand what I'm saying, that God has given you the power to overcome any situation in your life. If you don't have power, you can sit down. But I need all my Holy Ghost feel power working. The, the, the old song says, there's power, power, wonder working power in the blood precious blood of the lamb I got power to speak to my situation I got power to speak to my family I got power to speak over my kids just this past uh, Friday we got a call from the school that said hey parents we want to let you know that there was just a gun on the premise of your field day and me and my wife get to begin to say, in the name of Jesus, our son is already protected because we know we got power in the name of Jesus. When you send your kids to school, you just need to tell them you got power. You got power. That bully can't attack you. That, that teacher can't destroy you. That system can't hurt you because you got power, wonder-working power. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in your deliverance. There's power in your testimony. I need about 30 people just to clap their hands and give God the praise for the power that is inside of you. God says you have power. You have power. You have power. Look at your neighbor and say, I have power. And devil, you can't stop this. The devil can't stop your praise. The devil can't stop your blessing. The devil can't stop your miracle. The devil can't stop nothing that God has for you. God is about to do something new in your life. God is about to turn your situation around. God is about to make your family whole. God is about to make your mind whole. God is about to make your finances whole. I need you to tell God, Lord, I believe in the power. I believe in the Holy Ghost power. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, to destroy every wall, to kick in every door. There is power in the name of Jesus. If I look at your neighbor and say, I have the power to overcome anything that the devil throws at me. Take your best shot, devil, but you won't succeed because there's power in the name of Jesus. How many people believe there's power? There's power. There is power in the name as you stand to your feet as we prepare to go. You have power. You have power. He says, you have so much power that all the powers of hell will not conquer you. That means anything the enemy tries to defeat you with, depression, suicidal thoughts, the enemy is trying to break up your home, the enemy is trying to take your children away from you, 
the enemy is trying to tell you that your family is not worth staying together as far as your brothers and sisters and your cousins and and they want the enemy wants you to be isolated the enemy wants you to get by yourself because the Bible knows if two or three are together what the Bible said he is in what he in the midst God says I have given you power I have given you authority. As we conclude, it says, let's look at verse 19. Look what verse 19 says. God says, and I have given us. I have given us, the church, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. We have things called the swipes allow us to get into access to all these buildings if I was to give you a swipe to get back and pass the office that means I have given you the authority to be back there or I'm going with somebody when you give somebody a key you give them access mm. the problem is are you using the right key are you using the right swipe are you trying to swipe Yo, your burdens away with, with, with man-made uh, uh, solutions. Are you trying to swipe your generational curse with, with man-made solutions? No, I need you to use the key, the key that comes from the kingdom of heaven. Use the key that God has given you. And he says, whatever you forbid on earth, are we gonna forbid some things on today? I forbid my children not to be harmed. I forbid my spouse, I forbid my wife for any harm to come on her. I forbid my community to be destroyed. Are we gonna permit some things? I permit the Holy Ghost to come into my life. I loosen the blessings of Christ to come into my life. I want the blessings to flow from the head down. Come into my life, God, because it's time to change, because the devil can't stop you. The devil cannot stop your next miracle. Somebody is about to receive a miracle, and the devil would like you to believe that it's over, that your time has ran out. But God says the devil is a liar. He is the father of lies. I am still with you. And I will never leave you or forsake you, especially in the time of trouble. You have the power. You have the keys. Whatever you forbid on earth shall be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth shall be permitted in heaven. By the way, we have the power. You have the power. You have the power. We have power. Don't diminish your power. Stop sitting on your power. Speak to those things. Speak to those problems. Write down your problems in the Bible verse that you needed to be solved. Put it in the book. If you have problems with depression, find the verse that can speak to that. If you have problems with your marriage, find the verse that speaks to that. If you haven't if your body needs to be healed, come and let us lay hands on you. The Bible says, bring the sick 
to the elders and let them lay hands on you so you can be healed. The time is now. We can't play church no more. We have to use the power. The power. As Miss Bree come and, and we sing our, somebody, I mean, our altar call song, a familiar song by Sister Tasha Cobbs Leonard called Break Every Chain. Break Every Chain. The song goes like this. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Mm. To break every chain. To break every chain. There is power. There is power. There is power in the name of Jesus to break some chains we got to break some chains some chains need to be falling off right now God as you meet me at this altar I need some chains some chain breakers at this altar I need somebody who needs some chains to be falling off right now come meet me at this altar let us pray for you because there is power let us pray for you the altar is now open let us pray for you the time is now. There is power yes, Jesus. in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Say there is power. Break every 
up there's an army that is rising up and see the army doesn't mean that you have to necessarily be a praise team member doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a deacon you don't have to be a preacher God wants ordinary people to rise up it's time for us to rise up we can't stay down when our risen Savior rose up he rose up so you can get up. He rose up so you can level up. Somebody is about to level up and go to the next level. God says, I'm about to upgrade your situation. God says, I'm about to take you to heights that you have never seen before. God says, I'm about to break every chain. God says, I'm about to break the yoke of bondage in your life. And when you hear the chains falling, when you hear the chains falling there's no greater sound than chains falling grandma you know when I start hearing the chains falling when I start throwing away my clothes that smell like marijuana when I stop going to the club in different places that I know I shouldn't be chains you don't hear no physical chains falling you see the transformation in your life when I stop cussing every three or four words in my vocabulary when my daddy and my mama start seeing that, they started praising God because they see it. I hear the chains falling. Woo! You're going to feel some chains falling in your life. It's going to be some chains that are falling in your life. Come on, Bree, tell them. I hear the chains falling. I hear the chains falling. Chains are falling in your life. Yes, Jesus. I hear the chains. One thing about God, when he see you trying, he'll handle the rest. Amen. When God sees you putting forth your best effort, he'll take care of the rest. He'll change your friend list. He'll, he'll change you from having people who drag you down to people who will lift you up. You'll start hanging around multimillionaires instead of hanging around people who are always asking for money. Amen. He'll put you around Holy Ghost filled people who have opportunities and have uh, assignments on their life just like you have assignments on your life. The chains are beginning to fall. The chains are beginning to fall. Your situation is changing right now. You don't even know it, but God is shifting the atmosphere for your family right now. God is saving your son right now. God is touching your daughter right now. God is healing your body right now. I hear the chains falling from your life right now. Chains, they break, break. 
Break them. Break them. Come on, let's worship God. Say break, break, change. Yes, Jesus. Break, break, change. Say break, break, change. Somebody change is falling. Somebody change is falling. Say break, break, change. Break them, Lord. Break them, Come on, say change. Say break, break, change. Somebody's chains is falling. Somebody's chains is falling right now. God is breaking somebody's chains right now. So let's go back to the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Elder Fred. So when they was thrown into the fire, the Bible said that their hands were bound. And when they was thrown into that fire, Three was thrown into the fire, but the observers outside says, I see. Oh, I got some Bible scholars in the house. Who you think that fourth was? Some say angel. Some say God, but we know who is the chain breaker. His name is Jesus. Come on, quiet, tell him. Break, break, chain, In the fire, your chains gonna fall off. In the fire, your chains are falling. I hear God saying, the chains are falling. They are falling. They are falling. Break them, Lord. Break them, Lord. Break them, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Listen to me. The reason why they have the power to conquer hell or the powers of hell cannot conquer them is because the disciples had a relationship with Jesus. Listen to me. Anybody that knows the sound of my voice. I can speak prophetically in your life. I can preach you happy all day. I can tell you, oh, chains about to fall off your life. You about to be delivered. You about to be set free. But none of that come to fruition if you don't have a relationship God the reason why God the reason why Jesus gave them the authority you got to go to the, the verse before Simon Peter said what he said you are the Messiah the son of the living God he confessed with his mouth he believed in his heart that Jesus is Lord and because he did what he's supposed to do, God gave him the power. You have the power to heal your own body. You have the power to save your family. You have the power to save your community. 
but you got to accept Jesus Christ. So after we pray, after we pray, I just need bold individuals that's not worrying about the cameras, that's not worrying about the audience, that say, Twan, today I'm going to rededicate my life. I'm going to dedicate my life. I'm going to get baptized. I'm going to accept the Holy Ghost right now. Today is a good day to give your life to Christ because God is ready to give you the keys. And once God give you the keys, no man can take those keys. No devil can destroy your keys. You have the authority to bind whatever it is on earth that should be bound in heaven and you should be able to loose whatever it is on earth that would be loosened in heaven. You've been listening to the worship service of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina just stop Interstate 77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services here on the radio. We are also streaming live on our website at bwcar.org, on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you missed any of our services or want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for a CD or DVD of today's sermon titled, Devil, You Can't Stop This, please call us at 803-776-1238. Reference sermon number 042323. Again, the telephone number is 803-776-1238. Sermon number 042323. May is Worship and Arts Month at Bible Way. This month, we celebrate the theme, Consecrate Our Hearts, Elevate Our Worship, and Celebrate with Praise. All current and former choir members, praise team members, and band members are invited to join us for our church choir reunion weekend. Rehearsal will be held Saturday, May 6, 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. The reunion choir will minister in song on Sunday, May 7th at our 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. worship services. For more information, please contact Regina Skeeters at rskeeters at bwcar.org. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow a financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website at bwcar.org or you can give right from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR and your giving amount to the number 73256. You can also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Post Office Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations are being accepted at the church on Tuesdays 
from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. We thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God, to love, and to serve.